0: Hello, listeners. This is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening smartly to At, at the, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a at Chelsea FC, FC podcast, podcast, although I would describe it as the
1: Chelsea FC podcast.
0: Nice enough, It's time for another episode of At the Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode, the conversation is about Ben Chilwell and it's the combination of that injury so close to a World Cup in a game that didn't mean anything. It was a dead rubber of a match, a horrible sight a few weeks away from the tournament. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At the Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with lions. But We're actually only filled with some lions today. Some lions. They said we wouldn't make it, but we did. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend. So, so guys, what are you most looking forward to? <laughs> I forgot you were going to ask this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I seem to have forgot myself. <laughs> uh,
2: I am really looking forward to um, not thinking about the Chelsea game on Sunday.
0: A bit awkward considering uh, the job you currently do with us. <laughs> okay, not, not thinking about that. I mean,
1: I mean you do know this is a Chelsea podcast. You what? Uh, you do know that's what this entails.
0: Someone uh, just took out birth there with uh, an EMP. His voice is completely well.
1: Can we start again? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, don't I don't know, I don't the, the, know what's going on. I don't know.
0: We're currently experiencing technical difficulties here.
2: EMP. Yeah. The electronics are offline.
0: Oh man. So we don't know where we've joined again because of the technical difficulties we are just having with both. but weekend Ollie's clear not watching any Arsenal Chelsea games joking
2: No I will but... watch no, <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to think about it until the game and then I will watch the game and I don't want to think about it afterwards
0: I, I mean I kind of feel everything that's has been overshadowed anyway what we wanted to we were looking forward to by Gerard Piquet casually just announcing his retirement just to probably avoid another season in the Europa League you know but come on seriously he's probably found out he might have to play with Shakira's name his shirt thanks to the spotify day and just went nope i'm out i'm checking <laughs> yeah. out guys
2: that's it. Oh. you know just going you know what i I appreciate the commitment to being separated in that case you
0: yeah. know go on both what are say. you looking forward to this weekend um it's gonna be it's gonna sound really old
1: but um i'm just really looking forward to a nice sleep no it's been a long oh. week and i just can't wait to get into bed oh. and have a nice relaxing sleep oh, like, a, like a puppy oh and, uh, drink yeah yeah uh, well i do sophisticated not, I puppies must, yeah yeah we'll s- i've seen that, videos but...
2: online of puppies drinking tea like
1: they they actually quite like
2: it they'll just they'll take anything you give them that's why you're not I supposed don't... to give them things they're not allowed
1: i i don't think i've ever seen a puppy drink tea but i <laughs> <You> <laughs> that, have that's, that's, long... that's
0: homework for later you <laughs> yeah. have not seen my tiktok feed, but <laughs> oh wow well. yeah. right as always we kick off the show with another round of who is that former blue and this this former blue he played 19 times for chelsea And he's played for six clubs in his career so far. He scored in all three group games at the 2012 Olympics. And finally, he has played with Samuel Etu, Mika Richards and Thomas Vermalen. Nice collection there of world-class stars.
2: That's a pretty vague one. It is. It's vague.
0: So is it Thomas Vermalen? Thomas Vermalen, Mika Richards and Samuel Etu. That's a
2: difficult one. I guess we'll find out at the end of the show, oh, unless anything surprises me in the middle.
0: Teasers. Right, mm. with that, let's head to the newsroom, see what the is at Stamford Bridge. So, it's that time of the week. You grab yourself a drink, you check out the news, you check out your your puppies drinking tea, uh, see what we've missed in the elevator of Chelsea News. Edouard Mendy is facing a crucial 10 days that could shape his Chelsea future. Dennis Sakaria will now reportedly stay at Chelsea this season, amidst the rumours of a loan termination. Reese James is confident of an England World Cup chance with the Chelsea defender ahead of schedule in the injury recovery. Manchester City have opened talks with our academy striker Jude Soonsup Bell as they look to poach the youngster who's coming to the end of his current deal at the club. Charlie Webster as well could leave Chelsea after refusing several contract offers. Kepper has been nominated for October's Player of the Month. And finally in the news. Todd Bowley has been mentioned as a potential buyer for the NFL franchise, Washington Commanders. So for me, this is the perfect storm. You know, NFL news that comes with a side order of Chelsea fries on the side. Doing um, <laughs> Exactly, I had to do it. I mean, personally, I you know, from my angle, I don't believe Bowley will go for this deal. I would expect Jeff Bezos to make a push and I'm genuinely serious because that is, seems to be the name that's being floated about and that dude, he's worth like, 29 billion more than the entire net worth of all the nfl franchises combined so effectively purchasing the commanders would be like one of us buying a pint of milk yes, but hey here positive though you and all of us listeners are closer to being a millionaire than jeff bezos is he's never going to be a millionaire he's too far in the billions
2: and now that we've gotten past the NFL talk, all four of you who are still listening, let's uh, let <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the oh, game and the news. Let's, so, what what, 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 what t- in the news would you like to discuss, Mikey?
0: You always ask us, but let's ask you today. I I'm 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 a bit concerned to see Rich James. The I mean, fair play if he wants to be at the World Cup. You know, not many people seem to want to go to the World Cup at the moment. Uh, good, I understand, and I'm not that excited for it mainly because it's it is in the winter and you sort of think, eh, you know, I'm thinking of Christmas trees and uh, mince pies, not World Cups and, you know, I, I just, I, I worry that he could come back too quick and then aggravate ag- aggravate that injury. I don't know what you guys think.
1: The, the thing is, I'll I, I bring up the point of um, what you just made, Mikey, about um, not being excited about the World Cup in December or November when, when it starts. Oh yeah, it's now. I disagree. Right, in a few I, weeks. I, yeah, well, yeah, I disagree. I actually, um, I think it's brilliant that the World Cup is around Christmas time because Christmas is amazing, best time of the year. Mm, World great. Cup is always amazing, um, and whether it should be in Qatar or not, you know, obviously there's a lot of bad media surrounding that. But I think I think it'd be a lot of good fun, a, a Christmas World Cup. I, th- I think it could be fantastic. Um, but I-, I think when you're looking at Reece James, I agree with you, and I think you know, there's been a few times now he's got injured after coming back from injury relatively quickly so you do with that maybe this is a reoccurring thing now um, and look world cup is massive for, for anyone and it's like the olympics isn't it everyone wants to be at the world cup everyone wants to be at the olympics and you, you want to sort of do your best to get there and you yeah know, even if it's 75 you, you kind of you, you will tell people right i'm fit enough i i am I, I want to be there but the thing is you sort of neglect yourself and when you neglect yourself especially injuries we, um, yeah we it have has a, long-term tra- term effect, a long-term effect long-term effects, and you worry for research because he's so important to
0: us oh yeah we and have, have just, two weeks yeah. left we have two weeks yeah, left yeah. before it starts and you've got to start thinking there's going to be a lot of players i think i'm, I'm happy to be wrong but it's got to be in your mind i don't want to go for this 50 50 oh because oh what if i get injured it's two weeks the world cup it's such a weird situation we're in because we've never been in one before Oh, it's yeah. really it's what it is it but...
2: is. really frustrating to see James want to go to the World Cup. To be honest, it, like, I, I have a slightly more cynical. How view dare he because... have ambition? I know, right? I'm a, I'm a Chelsea first boy. So you know, uh, the, th- the thing is, is just, it's frustrating that if he rushes back and then gets even more injured, it's mm. to me is, I appreciate his ambition, but he's got to understand the club as well as country. I understand the World Cup's important and everyone wants to go. But if yeah. you're not fit, you're not fit. That yeah. is that is just the, the that is the be all and end all of it. Because if you can you imagine the the ire if James goes back into the World Cup squad, sort of at eighty percent or something like that, goes into a, a random game, maybe you know, like in the I don't know, round of sixteen or whatever. Yeah. And he gets injured and it's a bad one. And he's out for however long, you know. That's really detrimental to Chelsea's season. It. I don't know. I'm personally not for it because, as well, you know, him going to the World Cup and him traveling denies him of rest that he needs to get better over his, you know, of his injury. Mm. I, I don't. Know. For me, it's 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 a bad idea all round. But you know, like I say, you know, you can't you can't not rate his ambition. I just, I, in a way, I wish he didn't have it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, have, it's it's going to be one of them. We wait and see. I mean. Being back for Christmas sounds great, but again, who know, we, we will wait and see on it. Right, with the help of debutant Denis Zakaria, uh, I've seen people say Zakaria. I don't know which one's correct, but anyway. Chelsea. I think Champ- is a good name
1: to, to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, because that's what he's basically like. He that's was amazing. Like.
0: I mean, obviously, our group stage came to a successful conclusion. You know, it was a very soggy Stamford Bridge. We won 2-1. All the goals occurred before halftime, so you could have just switched off, gone to bed, had your cup of tea. Bruno Pekovic, his close-range header, gave our opponents the lead early on. But by the halfway point of the half, Raheem Sterling's composed finish for his fifth of the season had brought us back level. And then on the half hour, the evening's pinnacle came. It, it really was. I mean, despite the defender's best efforts, Zakaria's strike from 16 yards out on a, a low Mason Mount cross managed to find the back of the net. And that Swiss international who had to wait so long to play his first game was probably very delighted. So, Dennis Zakaria, friend of the show. What a debut, wasn't it?
2: It was amazing. He had, a, he had such a good game. It, it, to a certain degree, it sort of begs the question why he hadn't get, gotten a chance before. Uh, you know, I thought he, he was a real sort of physical presence in midfield that we haven't seen in, in years. And it was so refreshing to see someone who could actually break up, attacks. You know, I was actually really impressed with how composed he was on the ball as well. He picked some really nice passes. You know, he knew when to pass and when not to, uh, you know. And I think he actually got better as the night went on as well. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he should be now be given chances against high level opposition on a more um, on a more consistent basis. But all I can say about Zakaria really is that he is a man and he was a myth and now he's a legend.
1: I am, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with Ali. Um, I think he's he's something different. We haven't got anything like him in our midfield. Um, Loftus Cheek's obviously a big presence in there, but I think Loftus Cheek defensively isn't as commanding as he should be, whereas I think Zachariah can be. Um, I just think uh, it was a great finish as well. I know Defender almost got off the line, but he's a great, composed finish and very good on the ball. Um, he actually reminds me a bit. Kind of like Matic. Matic looked very like gangly and, and sort of uh, really leggy across the pitch, but broke up the play really well, kept it really best. If it was passing, kept the ball flowing, um, got into some really good areas. And just it, it does beg the question why he hasn't played more minutes because he does offer something that the other midfielders don't. Um, and when you look at Chelsea recently, um, well, Kovacic is fantastic. Jorginho is fantastic. Kante's fantastic. They're all really good, but it's almost been a bit soft in there. It's almost been a bit too easy to play against us in there. Mm. Um, and I think if you had Zachariah, or Zakaria, if you want to say it in, in there, I do think it's it becomes a lot harder, a lot more physical in there. And I think that is what we have been missing. Now, I'm not saying he's he's that person to sort of take us forward because you know I, I don't know if he is. I've only seen one game, but he it's a real good glimpse of if we put that big physical presence in there, what a difference that can make to our midfield.
2: It mm. says a lot, doesn't it? Because, you know, like I think I agree with you both in that, like, I'm not necessarily entirely convinced yet, like who would be after one game, that he's the guy, you know, to like take us forward and we should sign him permanently or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that having a big physical Defensive midfield presence in midfield made us look so much more assured, so much more assured. And you know, like rather than you know, and it was quite nice to see Jorginho you know, like play alongside someone like that instead of you know someone more like Kovacic, who's you know like who tends to move the ball and evades the press. But sometimes you just need someone who's going to really get stuck in and break up the play. And and for me, he, he had a wonderful debut.
0: I mean, I've just checked the pronunciation. It's Zakaria, so. We're going to get here. We go now. again. Yeah. Dennis Sakaria. I mean, he's first off by numbers against Zagreb. So 97% pass accuracy, 35 touches, 28 passes completed, two ground jewels won, one interception. And then, of course, one goal. And a midfielder winning physical jewels that isn't Kante. I mean, I used to write poems for a time like this. You know, he's got better technique and passing than I feel that we were led to believe you know it's it's kind of one of those pleasant surprises you know I've spoken to a few friends of of the show not 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 footballers who are heavily invested in the Bundesliga because you know I, I watch some games but not as invested as you know the fans in Germany and they said he's very similar to Nemanja Matic in terms of talent and ability on the ball you know fun fact they have similar nicknames as well because you've got they both go stroke went by the octopus and the spider, but Man United players decided to go, hey, let's change that and change to the wolf for some reason. And I did I think re- Matic
2: is more like the giraffe, you know, like because he's like <laughs> cause he is gangly and he's
0: tall, but he's, he's I was, very controlled with it. Yeah, I was yeah. more I was more annoyed because when I did research on this nickname thing, Matic doesn't actually know why they call it him. And it, I, I was just like, I think it's the Man United players thinking, let's just fuck with Chelsea fans, make it spoil it for them. We took Matter. So we'll spoil Matic as well. Maybe. hmm. Uh, I I don't know. It makes no sense to me. No. Right. We come away from yet another game feeling like our season can be summed with the you get an injury, you get an injury, everyone gets an injury because, damn, Ben Chilwell pulls up and that probably rules him out of the World Cup. I feel it does now from what we've been hearing. He's got to still wait on a scan, I believe, tomorrow because of swelling. Again, doesn't sound great. Uh, You know, and the kickback though, online, for me, was a bit ridiculous because Potter rotated seven players from our last game and we do have a World Cup coming up in the middle of the season so we have a ridiculous number of games to play in a very short period of time. I mean, how broken was your soul when you just saw him, Potter?
1: Um, re- I feel really bad for, uh, for Chilwell because obviously he had a real bad injury last year worked walked out that whole season and now he's came back been better than Cucurella this season and then it's gone again just before the World Cup and you do feel he like had a chance going there Um and it's also worrying because Cucurella has been not great so far this season he hasn't been great at all and
0: he has been playing left centre back though
1: that, that, that is True, but I think when you look at Ben Shaw, well, we you look did at sign back, him to play that there sometimes. Like yeah, that, yeah, that, that he's played there for Brighton, and he, you know he's done a job there. So uh, I think of all the injuries that we got, we probably are going to play a four at the back. I uh, just think Chillwell uh, will always give you a seven out of ten. I'm not saying he's an unbelievable attacking defender or an unbelievable defender. He's just always a solid seven out of ten, and that's what's great about Chillwell. The problem with Cucaella is um he could be an eight nine out of ten one game and then a two out of ten it's almost like a william but a left back at the minute kukurella is um <laughs> it's got the hair so for it exactly so <laughs> you kind of it's real tight Like kukurella must now be thinking right chile injured which is obviously awful um but now i've got to really step up because it's going to be a lot of pressure on kukurella now and he has to perform and <laughs> if he gets injured then I don't know what, who's going to play left-back. I really do not know who's going to play left-back. That's Pula probably. Uh, boots, play, you're
0: back? you're, right in, you're, right back you're back being there. called in. Well... I'll come
1: play there. I'll come play there.
2: The thing is, I, I, you know, I think, yeah, I think people are upset about the... And I was, to a certain degree, like, in, in the immediate visceral reaction, like everyone gets on Twitter, I was upset as well, because I thought, oh, you know, why haven't we rotated, you know, Chilwell? But the likelihood is, it, you know, you're playing left-back, Cucurella or is going to play there. No one else is going to play there. One of them had to play. Mm. It's just unfortunate that that what's happened to Chilwell has happened. The the one thing that I did re- recognize recently is actually off the back of some of these injuries that some of our players have had, they've, they're have they not as bad as injuries they've previously had. So when people see that James and Chilwell are injured at the same time and they go, oh no, our season's dead, like it was last season, we got to remember that last season, both of them had like more or less season, almost season-ending injuries. You know, like Chilwell certainly was season-ending and Reese was out for months. Whereas... James is only going to be out for a few week few more weeks um, you know planning you know he doesn't get injured at the world cup if he does go and Chilwell is only going to be out for i think if you know if it's a if it's something bad with his hamstring or his quad it might be sort of 12 weeks it's not yeah. as bad as people think it is it's not good but it's not bad as bad as people think it is When with Chilwell specifically the thing i really am con- concerned about with him is the mental side of it now because, um, you know, after like coming back into the team and recovering from, you know, he's had uh, quite a lot of setbacks, you know, in his during his time at Chelsea, you know, he didn't get chosen even at all at the Euros, had a really bad injury last season, he's fought back into his place several times in the team, and now he's got an injured again. Um, you know, I just really hope that he he feels
0: mentally resilient enough to, to really push through. Yeah, I, I mean, we come away... We're just having, the thing is, we're having a horrible, horrible time with injuries. But if, look, I've seen some comments. Now, look, if you're trying to, you is a general term here, but if you're trying to blame the manager, no. I mean, he's been rotating a lot with the exception of Mason Mount, who plays every minute of every game, every day. Uh, Look, this is my hot take here. And I don't come in with them much. But Christian Pulisic has been the most consistently dangerous attacker over the last few weeks. Every time he plays, he makes an impact. Now, I'm hoping his brief appearance in the Champions League this week was Graham Potter just saving him for the Arsenal game. Now, Sterling, despite his lovely, lovely goal, has been more often a liability than an asset, especially against Zagreb, he was. I thought he was poor.
2: Yeah, like it, outside yeah. of his goal, I thought he was poor. I think, you know, the thing is as well, is I think it's a little bit misleading that people are saying, oh, he's playing at wing-back or whatever, because he's the highest... You know, positionally wise, he's the highest up on the pitch, really. He's sort of in that <laughs> Trossard role. And the thing is, it, you know, it just, I don't know, it doesn't quite sit right with me. I'm just wondering if he's just a bit low on confidence. And that's why it was really important that he did get his goal yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? No, it wasn't. It was on more Wednesday. Wednesday um, yeah. You know, it was really important that he did get his goal because, you know, he, he's a kind of guy who really needs that.
0: Yeah. I, I, if I look at Kai Havertz, he had a nice day out, but we need a lot more than. A nice day out from him. And I just don't see why Pulisic shouldn't be a regular starter going forward in this team. The weird thing I, is,
2: is I just I wonder if, if Pulisic is seen as like a super sub, because every time he comes on as a sub, he looks really good. But the one or two games he has started, he's not really set the world on fire.
1: See, this is the thing with Pulisic, and I'll, I'll take this back to um when he was in lockdown and, and he was playing behind closed doors. All I think Pulisic is Best ever game for Chelsea's when he came on against Liverpool at Anfield. He scored and I think he got an assist and he looked unplayable. And I think whenever I've watched Pulisic, his best games have been off the bench. And I think some players are just better coming off the bench. And look, Pulisic is quick. His dribbling is really good. Gets in good positions. I I do just think he is naturally better coming off the bench. And obviously, everyone wants to start, but you know, if, if that's how you know he affects games when he comes off the bench when he starts he doesn't And that's yeah, a that's sad the, fact he, that's what he doesn't he, affect games yeah
2: he seems very good against tired legs you know like because yeah, he, does, he, yeah. he has really good dribbling and good acceleration you know and those are two things that you know if you're up against a, a right back who's you know been run ragged all game and is you know just about hanging on you being on a fully fit you know fully fresh and ready to go with Christian Pulisic that's a real problem you know and he's got the attacking wherewithal and the creativity to be able to make things happen But for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen when he starts
0: games. So overall, we finish top of the group and we head into Monday's draw knowing we can play one of Dortmund, Club Brugge, Frankfurt, Inter Milan, PSG and RB Leipzig. So what what story do you want for the knockout stages? I want an easy story. I, I I
2: think at least three, if not four, of those teams we are really going to struggle against. I don't, I, you know, like, I don't want to be cynical or negative or anything like that. But you know, if you think if we if we if we draw PSG, it's going to be a long few weeks for us. You know, like because you know we're going to have Neymar and Mbappe and uh, and Messi of all people. You know, driving down at Aspilaqueta playing at left I mean, back or whatever. Yeah, you've got so a point.
0: Because there is around a 16-draw probability chart on Twitter, if you haven't checked it out, and there is a typo on it because it states there is a 13.9% chance Chelsea get PSG, and it's meant to say 139% chance. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You just know, don't you? I mean, look, I'm personally, I'm not genuinely going to care about who we draw until closer to the game because we've got the knockouts, they start on Valentine's Day. That's three months away. Now, that's many games to play. You know, we've got a World Cup, as we keep reminding everyone, And anyone can have their fortunes drastically swing. I mean, remember when we drew Atletico in the 2021 campaign, where we obviously went on to win it? We were awful when, and and they were top of the league and we were all head in hands, it's over. Yet when we played, the thought of the form had drastically changed for both sides. A true bicycle kick saw us through. The thing
1: is with that, though, the thing is with that, though, right? And I appreciate Athletic Madrid were really, really good that season, but they had an agent Luis Suarez it. they turned they had, up and did I, half a job yeah they had an age in Luis Suarez Y'all Felix was sort of hit and miss you, if we play PSG right they've got arguably at the minute the three best players in the world against time, our defence
2: every time I see a PSG game or like you know catch the score every time every single goal and assist is one of Mbappe Neymar or Messi every single Look, time all-
1: I think we could score. Uh, we could score a few against PSG. I generally think we are very. We could be very good against them. Oh, scoring defensively, I think we'd really struggle just purely because their front three against Quetta who I love, but he's just not. I ain't going to come up against. He ain't going to do anything against Mbappe or Neymar. Um, we have got an Age and Thiago Silva, who's really, really good, so good, but he ain't got the legs as they. Shalaba very inexperienced in the Champions League. And I mean, God knows who can play at left back if Cucoela gets injured. So it's worrying. It is worrying. Yeah.
2: But like, like we say, you know, like Mike says, it is a long way off yet. So, yeah, it is. You know, like maybe you know, like we'll have some players back. with then maybe Fofana will be back. Maybe you know, James and Chilwell will both be back. Keper will be back. You know, they might even have Kante on the horizon. You never know. Uh, you know, it's just I think as of this moment right now, if I if we were playing tomorrow. You know, I I really wouldn't want PSG. And I don't think I'd really want PSG anyway, regardless, because I think they'd be a really tough team to beat. And obviously, it's all about just trying to get far in the competition. But I I would on paper. I'd take anyone else. You know, Inter
0: might be a good game, you know, especially for the revenge story.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, the interview revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Interview, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even realise. What a joke. Oh, man. Right. Okay, look. Time for Lion of the Week. But of course, we first have to see our Lion of the Midweek to review. Uh, Chris went with Ziyech. Ollie and I went with Chukwameka. None of them played. Not a minute of action. <laughs> um, do you know what? This I knew I
2: shouldn't have gone with him the second you agreed yes. with me. <laughs> I
0: mean, I believe man of the match was Mason Mount, I believe, which I saw He didn't that,
2: deserve it, though. I heard that some real. of the fans,
0: uh, some of the players were having a bit of a whinge, which made me think, the fans go, oh, Mason Mount always gets all this, and then you think, well, the players now think it. Awkward. Awkward. I'm (laughs) not being funny, right? I'm not being funny, right? And this is what
1: really annoys me about people that give Mason Mount stick. They cannot keep slating him if every single manager that he plays under plays him every single game. He gets a lot of man-in-the-matches for us, which he does. Rightly or wrongly, he gets it. And he's been our player of the season the past two years. Yeah, And yet he still gets stick. And it's really, really, really annoying. When will people realise that Mason Mount is the future Ballon d'Or winner? He's better than Messi. He's better than Mbappe. He's better than Neymar.
0: (laughs) I, I kind of worry because I saw him in his... He can't choose a suit. I saw him in the. Oh, I'm seeing this. It is. This. It's like he's turned up for the like the 2000s NBA draft, and they've just given him a suit. Yeah, that they expect like him to that. be about six foot five, and it's like, oh well, you got to wear it now. So go ahead. Do you know it's, what he looks he, like?
2: He looks like uh, a Roblox character, or he looks <laughs> like you know, like it's. I've got it, Dad's like suit on. Yeah, it's like it's his year at 10, like, work placement or something. Yeah, you know, but...
1: he, he, he looks like a hot-air balloon. It's not, a <laughs> not, it's not
2: great. It's
0: not great. It's, it's really no. not great. It's really not great. brown as well. Brown suit's not the way. This weekend, we play <laughs> Arsenal. Now, we haven't beaten Arsenal at Stamford Bridge in the league since the UK's KFC shortage in 2018. and ah, hey, Yeah, you see what ah, I mean? yeah. Uh, and if we can survive that, then Chelsea bloody damn right can survive a visit from Arsenal so who are we looking at what for Lion of the week yeah not just for KFC of the week (laughs) yeah uh, Colonel Sanders give it to (laughs) he could could play left back
1: he could he could Um, I think you know what I'm doing it it's the obvious choice I'm going to Bamiang
0: nice I like it written in the
1: stars written in the stars what about
0: you Ollie? I'm going to let you go first yeah I thought you might right okay (laughs) right I, I wanted to continue the KFC theme and choose something chicken related. And then in my head, I thought for Nando's Torres, but he uh, doesn't play for us anymore. And yet, though, come on, based on my record, he probably has more of a chance starting than anyone else I choose. You could go but, with our Nando's bro, yeah? Yeah. Oh, ah, Ollie, what, I love that. What, you poured that
1: one straight out I did bag. throw I that.
0: I threw all the squad players into a randomizer. And just thought I'm going to go with this, and it came back with Raheem Sterling. So, congrats, Raheem! You're being rested ahead of our trip to Man City, aren't you? You're not playing this weekend, so yeah, Raheem Sterling from me.
2: I'm gonna say, ah, oh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I'm gonna give it to Chalibur. I think Chalobah will win it, which probably will be a nil-nil draw. Then
0: I'll take it. I'll take
2: it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not very confident ahead of that game. Yeah, like, it, oh no, I'm oh, not. It's either. gonna be
0: fun. It's gonna be fun. And well, I well, did like, was it? it? Like five starters out, and they're more or less full strength. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Hey, before we sign off though, it, we're gonna find out who that former blue is. And at the start, I said played 19 times for Chelsea, six clubs in his career so far. He scored in all the group games at the 2012 Olympics. Well, here's the ones he played, and he didn't score in every single one. Come on. And finally, he has played with Samuel Etu, Mika Richards, and Thomas Vermarlin. Do you need the clubs that he played those players with? I have a theory.
1: I have a bit of a clue. I think Ooh. I might have it as well. And, and, I, and, think, I think. I
2: think. Because I've been ruminating on it while we've been chatting. and I, I, I have to ask one qualifying question. Is, did he play with Samuel Eto in the national team?
0: No. Ooh, uh, okay, see. no.
2: Then Then in that case, then I don't know.
0: Because oh, I was just going to test our... We are putting together a Christmas quiz um and part of it will be everyone whatsapping me messages otherwise uh there's gonna be some cheating and i was just gonna say Berth should both of you should whatsapp me your answers and then we'll go from there but i think both, uh, you know what go for it do you know who they played with at the clubs
1: well oh, I'm just, this is just a guess and i'm not 100 percent on this so thomas and marland Roma. Oh, no, ho, 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 ho. go on. And Michael Richards. Was it Fiorentina oh, It might have been. Oh, I know who well, it is. I don't know Samueletto. I don't know Samueletto.
0: Really? Come on. Go on. Just go no. for it. Say it. Say it. You know, it, it's obvious, isn't it? Is it Mo Salah? Yes, it is Mo Salah. Yeah. Oh, well done, but. Come on. He played Come with Etu at on. Chelsea, surprisingly. They oh, played together. Wow. So I see, yeah. I didn't, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. Etu played for Chelsea, did he? <laughs>
1: Oh, I just thought it was going to be somewhere else yeah I forgot I've got a bad uh, which,
2: uh, question which national team does Barbara Rahman play for?
1: Ghana isn't it? Oh Ghana, Ghana
2: isn't it yeah sorry yeah I, for a minute I thought him and Eto were in the same national team and I was thinking
0: did they qualify it? for the World Cup Ghana? or because I, I can't remember half uh, the teams in the World Cup this year I, I don't think, think Ghana they did didn't? I'm Nigeria yeah, I, I didn't did. I know Nigeria Nigeria definitely didn't they're all sad uh, did Algeria uh, ooh, hang on I'm pulling pulling up the kit. Ghana have qualified yeah because they have great Nigeria always have really really good kits yeah, it's a
2: shame oh, they're going to be robbed of that this
0: world. yeah another thing that the World Cup is going to rob from us this season good kits exactly oh. right with that we've come to the end of another episode of at the bridge pod and we're going to be back Monday to talk all things Arsenal and catch up on the weekend that was so till Monday that will be us Signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.